check it out. I got this book in the mail yesterday. It's called What the Fringe. What the Fringe. Can anybody hear me? Stories of Everyday Canadians Who Courageously Held the Line During 2020 and Beyond by Lisa uh -oh, Vanderquok and Sandy Greer. Please tell me that I pronounced that last name right. Anyway, um, yeah, I got this in the mail and I read a little bit of it. Uh, I was very interested to see that there's a whole chapter about me and my what's going on with the Whistle Stop Cafe and the stand that I took. I'm taking. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, I saw a, actually my friend Vicky shared this with me today. And also, please, if you can hear me, just uh, throw something on there saying you can hear me. I'm going to show you. Okay, where is it? Here it comes. Oh, what's going on here? Coots for denied bail in prison in Canada for over 500 days without trial. Are they political prisoners? So this can be found at, uh, it looks like it is called propagandainfocus.com slash coots dash for dash for dash denied dash bail dash in dash prison. You get the idea. Um, check that out, propagandainfocus.com. You'll find the article there. So it wasn't the article that made me decide to skip my bedtime 15 minutes ago and think about doing a live tonight. It was the comments on the Facebook posts associated with this article. So I see all the time, how can this happen? This is unbelievable. They're in jail for over 500 days. This is so unbelievable. I mean, murderers and, and rapists and pedophiles, they get out on bail after three days, but people that stand up to the government, they don't get trial and they, stay, and they don't get bail for over 500 days. Their lives are destroyed. They serve a sentence without ever being found guilty of a crime. This is so unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. This is completely believable. This is the type of stuff that can happen to us, especially if we exist on the fringe in a country like Canada. It's completely believable. People can be held in jail without bail for 500 days, 525 plus now. That can happen. It's believable. It's reality. Alberta Health Services can come to your business and put a chain on the door because they just decide to in Canada. It's believable. It can happen. The government can take your children. A judge can tell you that you can't spend time with your children. All sorts of terrible things can happen in this country. It's all believable. The federal government in this country can tell you that if you don't sacrifice your prosperity and your freedom, that the earth is going to light on fire by 2016 and everybody's going to die. They can tell you that you can't buy a gasoline-powered car after a certain year. They can tell you, if you're a farmer, 
that you have to reduce your nitrogen input to your crops and reduce your crop output. They can tell you what kind of vehicle to drive. They can tell you what kind of food to eat. Did you know that in Parliament, they're actually talking about phasing out certain species of livestock and feeding them chemical food to prevent them from farting and causing climate change? These things can happen. It's completely believable. Those four men, Chris, Tony, Jerry, and Chris, who stood up for their rights, stood up for our rights uh, in Coots, who protested against what the government was doing, who acted in civil disobedience in protest, are in jail for over 500 days as innocent men, and it's believable. And until we come to terms with that and admit that there is a problem here, how does anyone ever think we're going to fix it? If this is so, if this is still unbelievable to us, how are we going to fix it? You better start believing what's going on around you because it's not going to change unless we change it. So how do we change something like this? How do we prevent activist judges from imprisoning people even though they're not guilty yet, um, like this. So you want to know the backstory to this, why this happened? So um, these guys were in coots, and the RCMP sent in some, I don't know, what's the word to describe them? Uh, fine specimens of the female persuasion as undercovers to talk to these guys and get them to divulge some information as to what they were doing. And of course, men being men, they do the old, Oh yeah, I'm going to talk about stuff and, you know, try and impress this lady. And they sealed their fate to be thrown in jail because they talked too much. And then a police officer said to a judge, well, Mr. Judge, I'll feel unsafe if these men are out of jail. I'll, I don't. I wouldn't feel safe. I'd fear for my life. So they should stay in jail. Four lives destroyed, like that, because of the statement of one person or maybe a couple people. Kangaroo court at its finest. Um, no presumption of innocence at all, and even worse than that, we're supposed to be equal under the law and the law is supposed to be applied equally to all and it's not if you speak out against the government if you if you do something that threatens the government's control structure the punishment is much more severe than if you harm another human being if you harm another human being trudeau has a revolving door policy in jails right now and you have to be out on bail you spend a couple three days in jail you go before a judge oh yeah i'm not going to do this again until I, I'm, I'll be a good boy or girl until I go to court. They kick you out the side door. Next day, you're reoffending. There's there's cases where people have um, been through that revolving door like 60 or 70 times in a year. I just read an article in the Western Standard about uh, some some statistics about British Columbia on this. It's absolutely mind-boggling. You wouldn't even believe it if the if the statistics weren't there on the government website. You would not believe what happens and yet these four men 
who didn't do anything, who didn't do anything violent, never harmed anybody, are in jail after 525 days of no trial. And I believe it. I believe that this stuff happens all the time. These issues are like spiders. For every one you see, there's a thousand that you don't. Yeah. So for all you arachnophobes out there, how do you like that? For every spider you see in your house, there's a thousand around you that you don't see. These issues are no different. For every cust or horrible custody ruling from a judge that you hear about, there's a thousand more that you don't hear about. For every child that goes that you hear about that goes into foster care and has something horrible happen to them and they shouldn't have been in foster care at all, there's a thousand more that the same things happen that you haven't heard about. Chris, Tony, Jerry, and Chris, there's thousands of more just like them who have been imprisoned and no trial for an extended period of time. Their lives have been ruined and you haven't heard about it. You probably wouldn't have heard about a lot of this stuff if it wasn't for COVID. If people didn't start doing live streams and talking about it, or you're going to rallies and hearing people's stories. How many rallies have you gone to? How many events? How many protests have you gone where you've heard people's stories that you had no idea about before? For every story you hear, there's a thousand you don't, and it's completely believable. And you better start believing it. You better start realizing that these things happen. These things happen in our free country. In our free country, where we have the presumption of innocence until proven guilty in a court of law. In this free country where we have the Charter Rights and Freedoms and the Bill of Rights and the Canadian Constitution to protect our rights. These things happen. And it's not going to stop until we stand up and say enough is enough. People ask me all the time, why don't I talk about the four men in jail? Uh, the four men from Kutzer in jail. Why don't I talk about them more? And the answer is, I don't feel like there's anything I can do specifically to help those guys other than continue with what I'm doing. And what I, what I want to do, what I'm advocating for is a complete reform of the entire system. Albertans deal with Albertans. The federal government can't say to us, hey, you know, um, we're going to tell you how you have to deal with your criminals. We're going to tell you how you have to deal with uh, um, people who are awaiting trial. Uh, we shouldn't be, the federal government shouldn't be dictating that to us. They shouldn't be telling us how to live our lives. They shouldn't be interfering in any sovereign jurisdiction that Alberta has as a province. The solution to Chris and Chris and Jerry and Tony's issue that they're facing right now is the same solution as almost every other issue we face in this province. And that's standing up, saying enough is enough, bringing enough people and fixing what's wrong, not just putting a band-aid on it, not just like people tell me all the time, oh, Chris, you could go to court and you could just say these magic words and you'd get let off the hook. Well, how does that help everyone else? My lawyer told me, Chris, take this plea deal. You pay a couple thousand bucks, you get off scot-free. Ha! You get off scot-free, slap on the wrist, and the government's got egg on their face. I'm sorry, but how does that help anybody else? I'm not interested in going to court and saying some magic words and, 
and and having this all behind me, I want to actually make a difference. I want things to change. I want things to change in this country. And if they don't change in this country, I want them to change in this province, which will become the country in which the changes that happen um, ensure our freedom and prosperity. I don't like to talk about a heck of a lot unless I have a solution to offer. And I feel like talking about the guys from Coots that are still in jail, it's a, it's a difficult thing to talk about because every time I think about it, I think about not just them, but their families on the outside looking in to their MIA father or son or brother. You know what? It's, I, I don't even want to think about it. And we have to think about it. We have to, of course, not forget that those guys are in jail still. And, and we have to advocate to get them out somehow. But I really don't think anything's going to change unless we actually reform the entire system. How do you change that when activist judges can simply say, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm going to leave these guys in jail because I'm worried about the police's safety. But really, what they're saying inside is, oh, this small friggin' fringe minority, they're such a pain in the ass. Why don't they just get vaccinated? These guys can stay in jail. Is that what they're thinking? I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like they're applying the law equally to all in this case. That's for damn sure. My friend Ty was just uh, found guilty of holding a rodeo. Can you believe it? Found guilty of working his ass off to provide a service and entertainment for Albertans. Guilty of that. I think I'd be okay with being guilty of that. Would I be okay with being guilty of serving a hamburger to somebody who's hungry? Would I be okay with being guilty of pouring a coffee and having a conversation with another human being? Damn right I would. I'm not super excited about what the government decides is going to be a consequence for that, but whatever, I'll take it. How would you feel if you were told that you were guilty of protesting because that's what's happening to me. I'm in court facing potential jail time as are other people just like me because we dared to protest government policy. How would you feel? For every one of me you see, there's a thousand you don't. Do you know how many people were given tickets and ended up in court for doing things like attending Christmas dinner with their family? People were found guilty of engaging in fellowship with other human beings. People were found guilty for peacefully assembling for political purposes, all protected rights under the Constitution. Now, those of us who have been found guilty of doing those things or potentially may become guilty of doing those things, 
we are a small fringe minority, I guess, because not a lot of people want to go through that. But there's a lot of us. And from what I've found, for every one of us who have been public about our protest of government policies and even complete shunning of them, there's a thousand people who did it discreetly. I would wager that the majority of Canadians, for sure the majority of Albertans, scoffed the law, as Premier Jason Kenney once said about me. Well, I'll take it. I'm happy to be found guilty for protesting. And I will protest again if the government policy is bad. I'm happy to be found guilty of engaging in fellowship and conversation with my fellow human beings. And I will do it again. I'm fine with being found guilty of feeding somebody when they're hungry because I will do it again. The law be damned. If only more people were willing to say those things. But, you know, jail's probably not a very fun place to be, so I understand why many wouldn't. Anyhow, it's 11.02. It's two minutes past my, well, actually it's 32 minutes past my bedtime. I have a big day of scoffing the law and protesting bad government policy and actually planning how we're going to educate Albertans um, as to where the solution lies for all these problems. Because I really don't want to sit around and talk about problems anymore. I want to tell you what the solutions are. So stay tuned. We're going to keep talking about that. And you know what? Don't give up hope. Even though it's believable that these horrible things can happen in our country, it's even more believable that if enough of us show up and use our voices, we can fix it and we can make it better for future generations. So think about that. If you want to believe in anything, believe in yourself. Good night.